welcome to episode 493 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are feeling sad and playing Magic, or you're somehow feeling happy and playing Magic, <laughs> somehow we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, <laughs> Megan. And on today's show, uh, we are going to answer a lot of burning listener questions. That's right, we have a classic Midsummer Lull mailbag episode. But I love mailbag episodes. I you also know? love mailbag episodes. I'm just saying, you know, like this is always the time of year when we do them because summer's yeah. just summer's tough. Kind of slow, man. But you know, if your questions are burning, you should contact a doctor. Yeah, you should talk to someone <laughs> about that. Honestly, even if your questions are itching, you yeah, should talk you to should someone talk about to somebody it. about that. You know, just <laughs> yeah. like yeah, just give them a have a quick chat. It's probably a cream for that. Yeah, somewhere a topical ointment. Yeah. Oh, ointment. What a word. It really is. Oinkment. (laughs) Oinkment? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah. (laughs) An ointment for pigs only. An oinkment. Um, We're also going to talk about uh, recent updates that are going to come to Alchemy and Historic with the July 7th update, which includes the dropping of Battle for Baldur's Gate into Alchemy and Historic. And Wizards of the Coast is making a couple of changes. Changes. Turn and face is strange. And some of them are, in fact. Some of them are, in fact, quite strange. strange. Some (laughs) of them are less strange and maybe slightly expected. (laughs) Yes. If you've been battling your way through Alchemy and Historic Q. Yeah, so we're going to talk about what some of those mean for alchemy and historic as well. Yes. Before we do that, we have some people to thank. And first and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners of this podcast. Thank you, lovely listeners. Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron of this show, keeping Mm -hmm. it on the air. And thank you especially to Dimitri and Michael for respectively upping and becoming a new patron. Thank you so much, everybody. You can become a supporter of this fine show. Get a shout out over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. And do you know you what? Know, it's it, a great time. It is a good time in the summer because midsummer lull happens to everything across the board. Yeah, not only is it hot and you're and you're on your couch, you're watching Justice Judy for the fifth time. Judy Justice, Judy Maria, Justice. please ah, respect her. She is, in fact, a real legal person. <laughs> My TV keeps trying to recommend me watch Judy Justice. Do you have an Amazon Fire? Yes, that's yes. why. And I'm yeah. like, I will not. <laughs> Do you know what? I have a Roku and it doesn't tell me to watch anything. I know. I need to get my Apple TV back because that I'm like just not here for it. Like, don't tell me to watch Judy Justice. Do you know me? Like, what (laughs) is this? Have you seen what I've been watching? That's the point is it doesn't know you. It just knows who it wants you to be. Oh my God. You're so right. I want you to be the kind of person who watched Judy Justice for five hours in the summer splayed out on your couch as you drown a pool of your own sweat. Well, guess what, Amazon Fire Stick? You don't control me. That's I control right. you. I have a remote for so that far. purpose. What? Yeah, so far. So far. <laughs> um, yesterday, so I'm in the middle of moving. Oh, yeah. We're really what getting off topic here, but you know what? It's Keep summer episode. Through. It's yes. a summer episode. Summer episode. We can do that. Um, I'm moving 
Okay, moving is, it's the worst, is one it's of, one the, of top the top three worst activities, worst activities that you can participate yep. in. Accurate. Um, it really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to people the other day about how sore I am because mm. you do all these activities like you walk backwards upstairs. And, and you, you never do that ever. <laughs> exactly. That's not normal activities while carrying really heavy stuff and just sweating all over. And so yesterday my body basically just like gave out on me Said for a couple no. of hours in the afternoon. It was like, I can't. I can't. I can't do this anymore. So I um, I made a new profile on my Switch and started Breath of the Wild from the <gasps> beginning Yay! so I can remember how to play it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. When does the new one come out even? I don't know. Man, summer is the best time for video games. Yes. I love video games in the summer. Um, so, you know, I'm having a nice time with a good old classic. It is. I'm um, I'm, look, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, yeah. When when does it drop? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, somebody just put a date. Just I need just a someone, date. Someone just say a day. 2023, of course. Okay. God dang That's it. Fine. It's not fine. Okay, it's not <laughs> fine. I need a new Paper Mario. It's never gonna happen. <sighs> just play Thousand Year Door again, Mario. I already know everything that happens. Wow, it's Maria. Fine. I love Paper Mario. Really into Paper Mario. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, Patreon. Uh, Thank you to the patrons. Thank, <laughs> Thank you as you. well to our sponsor, <laughs> Card Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We came around through uh, these stories, talked circle. about Breath of the Wild, talked about Paper Mario. What we've been saying this whole time is thank you, patrons. Yes. Thank you. And you get access to our Discord, which, by the way, is such a cute place to hang out. It really is. Please tag me if you want me to respond um, in, in the Discord channel. It just helps me oh, same, like get it back actually. in there. So, like, you know, just give me a tag if you want me. To, if you have anything you want to ask us, we'll come in there um, and talk to you. Yes. Okay. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Yes. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, <laughs> the place to get all of your double masters necessities. Double masters releasing this Friday. Wow. How? So how? I don't know. It yeah. is somehow. Wild. You can get it from Card Kingdom pre-orders are live right Ooh. now on their website. Yeah. You can also available now get Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Oh. If that's more your speed. If you're like, oh, I want some of the commander decks that go along with that. Yeah. Um, if you just want singles from Double Masters, those will be available yeah. pretty soon. And I mean, there's a lot of new art. Have you heard from people playing this set? Ooh. They had the pre-pre-release this past yeah. weekend up at Loading Ready Run. And they were like new art. And they're like, new this, art. this new art is sick yeah, and there's a lot of it yeah so if you want to upgrade any of the stuff that double masters upgrades for you uh with some new art consider Get card kingdom um for all of your singles needs <laughs> megan has just shown me possibly the most disturbing piece of magic artwork i've ever seen hello this it's is a like, randomizer segment yes where we pick a random card from scryfall and have to try and guess what it does based on the art alone and <laughs> i wish you all could see this it's really creepy i'm gonna put a link in the show notes to the arts from these so you can play along at home if you are somewhere where you can like look at art while you're listening um and it won't give it away because it's just going to be the art crop so you're playing the same game i'm playing everybody uh, okay, I'm going to try to describe this. Yes. You're looking at a winter scene. Um, there's snow. Uh, featured in the frame is a man of some description who is quite em emaciated, getting towards skeleton, perhaps demon. Um, I don't know. There's something wrong with this person. He's been bitten. He's turning. Um, he has scraggly hair, long, sharp teeth, um, and he's in a kind of a squat position. <laughs> 
with yeah. one of his hands, digging down into the snow, finding some blood. What I can only assume is trying to harvest the blood that is beneath the soil from a dead body that is underneath the snow. He has his other hand up to his mouth, his kind of skeletal, skelly e hand, which is also covered in blood, and he's like sucking on his fingers. <laughs> I think that that sums it up pretty well. There it is you go. One of the spookiest. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Creepy piece of art. What on earth is this card? Okay. All right. Do you want to know the name? I'm gonna guess the name first. Great. I think the name of this card is Skelly Man Blood Feast. <laughs> All right. Okay. You're what is it actually? Ashen Ghoul. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Um, this is a black card, I hope. <laughs> this card is two and a black for a five five. Um, you can pay one and and sacrifice a creature that you own um, to have it attack or block. Ooh. So um, you see it's yeah. under costed for five five. You can't attack a block unless you sacrifice a creature for one. Yeah. Okay. This has some of the weirdest rules text <gasps> ever on it. I'm so excited. Ashen Ghoul, three and a black for a three one. What set is this from? Um, oh, originally. Ice Age. Ice Age. Okay, yeah, yes. that makes sense because it's snow. Yep. Um, creature Zombie, 3-1, Haste. Black. Haste. Return Ashen Ghoul from your graveyard to play. Play this ability. Uh, act. Sorry, I'll read the Oracle version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, activate only during your upkeep and only if three or more creature cards are above Ashen Ghoul. What in the world? It's talking about like... The order in you, the graveyard? The order in which they arrived in the graveyard. So there have to be three other creatures on top of it. That's because it was... It's buried because it's a zombie, so it yeah. needs to have been buried under the earth to come back. Exactly. There and like it needs to not have just died. Other things need to have died and piled That's up on top of it. So isn't that weird. really weird? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's complete and utter nonsense, but <laughs> I love it somehow. And it has haste. Yeah. That's bizarre. Isn't it very bizarre? Gosh, do black cards just natively have haste? Does, These do days? they? These days? I'm sure that there are other black cards with haste. Okay, you figure that out. I'm I'm curious because recently, I'm going to say that in quotes because I don't know how recent has actually been, but Wizards of the Coast have been like, okay, we have to get serious about what these colors can do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, we were just going bananas. And uh, now we're just like, well, uh, can black really have there haste? There are 55 cards where the text includes haste and the color is black. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean... Um, let's see. This one oh, doesn't actually Bane have Bane Hound. That's more Bane recent. Hound. Um, Blighted Bat, which you can pay... To make haste? Okay. To give haste. Huh. Um, okay. Let's see. Blood Gast, which has haste if your opponent has 10 or less life. Classic uh, modern card there. Yeah. Clackbridge Troll. You remember this guy? Oh, Clackbridge Troll has haste. Okay. Yeah. So I guess Black sometimes has haste. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. Yeah. They they do tend to be older, it looks like. Okay. I mean, red, because what the way, this is the finishing of my thought from before. Like, they've said, okay, well, red obviously is haste's primary color, but they've kind of decided, oh, abilities will also have a secondary color. So, for example, flying in white or, or blue, one of them yeah. is a secondary one. I don't know which one, honestly, just sitting here. I think blue is primary. primary yeah. And then white is secondary in yeah, flying. White's primary is vigilance. Vigilance, yeah. So. Yeah, blacks. I yeah, don't, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyways, it's not a ton. Rankle. There we Rankle go. Rankle Master Prankles. Very, uh, yeah, very famously. Um, 
Yeah, it kind of seems like a vengeful it, reaper from Kaldheim. It's kind of um, occasional haste. Yes, exactly. And it, sometimes, like a lot of times, it's it's referencing like coming into play, like Mogus's marauder from the graveyard, or coming back from the graveyard specifically. Sure. Yes, it'll okay. have haste. Okay, but yeah, I get it. Um, I've got an art pulled up for you here. All right, let's see. Which it. is kind of a funny, a fun little guy. Ooh, I love <laughs> this. I don't know what's happening, but okay. There's like what I'm gonna say is like a merfolky type yeah, humanoid for sure. Um, who's like a very like majestic looking, like got a long you know fish beard, <laughs> fish beard. Um, and has like a lot of long fish <laughs> hair. Going back and Great. is wearing like an explorer type outfit. Yeah. Um, and a satchel. Exactly. And seems in one hand is holding kind of what looks like a scepter or maybe a mace, but a conch shell is the end of it's it. It's very cool. It is very cool. And um, it looks, they look like they're in some kind of underground cavern. Yep. Um, And they're, they're like touching, they're like touching their finger to a swirling portal that looks a little bit like a sideways milky way yeah it does actually can the milky way even be sideways it's in space it's in space every every way way is sideways sideways. (laughs) (laughs) a vertical you know kind of like milk like portal that looks a little bit like a a galaxy um it is very cool it's a cool looking piece Um, of art i'm gonna say that this uh this is called um Celestial Murfle. That's my guess at the name. This card is called Don't Talk to Me or My Conch Staff Ever Again. Uh, <laughs> it's called Razorfin Abolisher. Oh. A bizarre name. Razorfin Abolisher. Okay, I'm going to say that this is one blue green. Uh-huh. Um, actually, let's go with um two blue green. Two blue green. Two blue green Um, for a one one. Ooh. But when it enters the battlefield, um, you can uh, exile any other number of non-Merfolk creatures you control and then return them to the battlefield. So they just, they uh, it does a little blinky, yeah, blinky, it does do a little dead. blinky blink. Um, okay, well. I'm 100% you're, wrong. You're wrong. But it's interesting what you said. Um, so this is a Merfolk wizard. It's a 2-2. It was originally printed in Eventide. Okay. Uh, its ability is one in a blue tap return target creature with a counter on it to its owner's hand interesting just kind of very weird that's very weird and very specific but it does remind me of what you said about the blink ability because perhaps you want to just save a creature from a removal spell and you just send it back to your hand um what was its mana cost two and a blue two and a blue Wow. once you have been marked by the marrow you are no longer for their waters is the weird flavor text that is a weird flavor i don't know text. what it's referencing but um yeah wow oh, the miro once you've been marked by the miro you are Which not is long like for their, their waters their merfolky name oh okay um yeah so razor fin abolisher even right that's a cool art i really like that art cool art um strange card which you know we could say for a lot of these i would play on the randomizer (laughs) all right everyone we have some alchemy rebalances which of course also affect historic yes Um, much too many chagrin yes um which is also primarily where it will impact what i've been playing personally oh for sure yeah for sure. What have you been playing? Um, I play five. I've been playing five color Niv in historic. So good. I love it. Five color I decks. I love A plus. It. 
Um, so these changes are going to be live, like I said in, at the beginning of the show, on the 7th this week. Yeah. Which is Thursday, because that's when um, Alchemy Horizons Battle for Baldur's Gate is released on Magic Arena. Um, and that's obviously going to ingest, ingest, <laughs> inject a whole bunch of new cards. It's going to ingest a bunch <laughs> of new cards. Into alchemy and historic. And along with that, they're like, you know, while we're doing that, let's just shake things up. Might as well rebalance. Let's rebalance. Um, so, all right, there's some big ones. Let's first talk about the ban because there oh, is one right. ban. There is one ban, which is very <laughs> weird. weird. I don't um, know why. Grinning Ignis, banned from alchemy. Okay. Um, and I think it's just because they're like, this could be a this could be a combo piece. Sure. Um, Grinning Ignis, if you don't know what this card does, it's two and a red for a 2-2 elemental. Red, return Grinning Ignis to its owner's hand, add colorless, colorless red, activate only as a sorcery. I have no idea what was going on here. Um, Sure. They're specifically killing some kind of combo. Okay. That was Grinning Ignis was part of. Okay. Uh, Okay. I'll take their word for it. Individual cards. Yes. Cauldron Familiar (gasps) Danes. Cauldron Familiar can't block. What? Can't what? block. This little kitty cat is being nerfed. Not block. Going to Nerf City. Population. What? Lots of cards. But also What this do you one. think that cat's only job was? Blocking. What do you think that cat's only form of employment was? Getting Well, getting into Blocking. ovens, honestly. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but like, I guess I'm considering that like a, si- like a thing that happens to it as opposed to its job. Job. Yeah. You yeah. know? It was here to block. It was here to exactly. die. It was here to come back. Yes. But guess what? Can't do that anymore. Cannot. All you can do is throw it in the cauldron. And can I just, for one, say, thank gods. Yeah. Get this thing out of here. Get out of here. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're a listener to the show, I have no love lost on this cat oven deck. No. In any format in which it rears its horrible, terrible, multifaceted head. Well, Maria, but you're going to see less of it. This because also <gasps> another one of the key cards in uh, the food deck. Okay, Meat Hook Massacre no longer has whenever a creature an opponent controls dies gain one life. No way, which is huge. That is huge. Huge. So the opponent just loses the life. Yes. No gain anymore. You don't gain any life no anymore dream. when you cast a Meat Hook Massacre <gasps> in Alchemy or Historic. Holy cow. Wild. That's a huge That's a change. big piece of it because it's so important to be able to wipe the board and then get a bunch of life right, back exactly. from, get, from doing and, it. And the same thing goes with the Cauldron Familiar because if you're a deck that's trying to attack in any way, shape, or form with a creature, mm-hmm. you're just like, well, I'm not even going to do it because the stupid cat doesn't matter. Stupid cat. So my creature's just going to sit here and not exactly. do anything. But, but now no longer. You can, at- you can at least attack and they can't just sit back on their stupid cat and put and it in the oven. that little cat in front of it. Yeah, they can just be like, well, I can guess I can, you know, drain you for one or two or whatever, but I can't, I still have to take the five. Yeah. We are slowly getting closer yes. to the to the better treatment of cats. Yeah. We are now, you may still throw them in ovens. Yeah. But you may no longer throw them in front of things that are attacking you. Oh, that's you. nice. That's nice. I feel like PETA had a hand in this change. Um, I think this is a great change. Yes, I agree. I'm excited to see what this does to Historic. Because it's like, if you want to play this deck, first of all, we're it's not It's still going to be good. But it'll still and exist. And also, it's still going to be good. Yeah. So, um, Not the only deck getting nerfed. Yep. Because Dragon's Rage Channeler is now going to be plus two plus O oh when um, it has Delirium, up from plus two plus two. Obviously, still yeah. just busted. Still a good card. 
Um, and that's fine. this is even bigger in my opinion. Yeah. Unholy heat. It used to be that it deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker, but it deals six if you have delirium. Right. And now it's only four if you have delirium. Okay. Also huge. They could do stuff like, again, I'm looking your at this from like the five color. They could kill your Niv. They could kill it to fairy even once you play it and plus it. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. They just like, you one one red instant kill your Teferi and you're like, okay. what? <laughs> I spent five mana on this. I plus it. I spent it. five mana on this. Please respect it. <laughs> I mean, I never respected the Teferi. Wow, but, Maria, you know, it's fine. You should. <laughs> I mean, I respected it in that I died to it often. Well, fair enough. Um, so yeah, those okay, are that's those are the two big changes coming to Phoenix. Yep. Um, <laughs> poor Winona, joiner of Fluxes. I know. <laughs> well, one, she is unbanned and historic, which is big news. Yes, but that's because she now says. Um, whenever you ta- attack with one or more non-human, non-human creatures. creatures, instead of for each attacking non-human, it triggering. Instead, it's just one or it'll, more. It'll, it'll it'll trigger once. Once, okay. The end. Great. The the funny we're laughing about Winota because boy, she's been has she been through the ringer? She's been dragged <laughs> all over the map by these adjustments. They're like, do we ban her? What do we do with her? Do we bring her back? Does she stay gone? Which formats is she legal in? Yes. They're like, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. What if it was just what one about time? This one? I think that's fine. Yeah. Do you know what? Great. Well, welcome back, Winota. I hope you don't um, continue to be bad. <laughs> um, they're also, they've talked about some decks that they're trying to um, bolster a little bit. Um, speaking of bolster. I know, speaking of bolster, <laughs> plus one, plus one counters. Which, you know, like sometimes this has not been effective, right? They've done this yeah. to an archetype and it doesn't change. But also, um, notably, with the dungeon, venture, venture into the dungeon It worked. Deck, it worked. And I was briefly. skeptical. But it worked. I will say, I was one of the first people who was like, oh, come on. You're pushing the dungeon thing. It's not going to work. Yeah. It worked. Eli Cassis took down a whole stinking set championship. That's right. And that deck was awesome. That I deck love was really that cool. deck. So they're pushing um, plus one, plus one counters. Okay. Because um, they've got cards, they say, like Broker's Ascendancy, Sanctuary Warden, um, Falco Spara. So they're also um, bumping up the abilities of Bredegard Stronghold. Interesting. Um, which distributes more counters. Very importantly, Gnarled co- Colony has gotten better. <laughs> yeah, most of these things are just adding, like, what, however many counters it added, they now, now add, add more, more counters. counters. Yeah, uh, we're big colony. fans of Gnarled's here on Good Luck High Five. Gnarled Colony, yes. colony now you get four plus one plus one counters if kicked instead of just two. Yeah. Which it becomes a 6-6. Six, six. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, another one, Tenured Inkcaster, is now three and a black instead of four and a black, and is a 3-3 three, three instead of a 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. So there's there's a ton of counter stuff. And then they also have Instance, Sorceries, and Wizards. Okay. I like that. Wizards. Yeah. Is a cool uh, archetype. Um, a big one, Ardent Dust Speaker, which was a 3-4 for five mana, is now a 3-2 for three mana, which makes Ooh, it just... wow. Yes. Holy cow. It costs three now instead of five. Yeah. That's a huge change. That is a That's huge a, the card change. that says whenever it attacks, you can put an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on the bottom of your library. If you do exile the top two cards of the library, you may play those cards this turn. Yep. That's um, cool. Maelstrom Muse is down to three mana, which gives you extra... Um, it makes your instants and sorceries cost X less. Sure. Um, where X is its power. 
Uh, Tome Shredder is one in a red. I love this that they're little buddy. They're buffing this random wolf. Yeah, they're just like, do you know what? Hey, here you go. Um, Mentor's Guidance is now one in a blue, which is ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, and then they've also implemented what they're calling some quality of life changes. <laughs> now they've messed with painful bond before, Megan. Yes. They're messing with it because again. Because it needs it. <laughs> so now they've added non-land to it. Draw two cards, then non-land cards in your hand with mana value three or less perpetually gain when you cast a spell, you lose one life. Oh, so yeah. they were like, oops, not done messing with that one, <laughs> I guess. Um, Obscura Polymorphist now says up to one creature. Uh, so... When Obscura Polymorphist enters the battlefield, exile, I used to say one target creature. Mm -hmm. Now it says up to one target creature. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, so these changes all coming on Thursday with the drop of Battle for Baldur's Gate into Alchemy and Historic, um, which we'll talk about on our next episode. Yeah. Um, if you want to head to Arena and play some of that. Um, even if you're not an Alchemy person, I still think it'll be a fun set to draft. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, and it, it'll, it's, will come in, affect historic, which is a format that's played by a lot more people mm -hmm. too. So relevant to you, your life in probably some kind of way, um, these changes and indeed the, uh, infusion of new cards into the format, um, and some weird cards, which we talked about last episode. So if yeah. you didn't listen to that one, go listen, go listen to that one, check it out. We went through all the mechanics for battle for Baldur's gate, um, alchemy horizons version. And we talked about some of the really weird stuff they're doing. So check it out. Hey, everybody. We want to say thank you to our sponsor, Ultra Pro. Yes. And specifically, we want to talk about this owlbear dice bag. <laughs> Look at it. Look oh at his weird little God. mohawk mane. Look at how fuzzy he is. Look at his sharp little toes. He's, so He's cute. just a dice bag. You could put dice in here. Don't just have a boring dice Flip. bag. Have an owlbear dice an bag. Have an owlbear dice bag. Look at how cute it is. Ultra Pro makes a bunch of really cute dice bags. Yes. And this is one that is available. Like we had for a long time, we had the Mimic Treasure Chest. Treasure Chest Mimic. Dice bag, dice which bag. was great. Back in the day, they made the Gremlin ones. You can get the Grumpy Cat dice bag. You what? can get a, a, the Xander from the D&D &D set. Great. The Beholder dice bag, which is pretty yes. cool. You can get um, a, ooh, a Mind Flayer. Yeah, this buddy's in there. You can get a dice, a giant dice to put your tiny dice in. Yes, we've I, we've sent many people giant dice to put their little dice in. Yeah, so like, so you know what, dice bags—they're not just for holding dice. They're for looking cute. Look they're at also, this guy. Look at this guy. He's got a little like carabiner clip. If you want to buy something from Ultra Pro, use the code GLHF at checkout for five percent off. Nice. Um, if they're having a sale, that stacks on top of it. By the on way, on top. So they have a clearance section. Everybody, just gonna yes. throw that out there. Go get your butt a cute dice bag. <laughs> your butt will thank it. you. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and well, thank you. Sorry, that's probably Charmin's uh, logo, but I mean yeah, slogan. Slogan, Charmin, your butt <laughs> will thank you. <laughs> what is Charmin's slogan? Oh my goodness! I really hope it's your butt will thank you. I mean, like. What? I I just Googled that and what popped up was, please don't squeeze the Charmin. That's got to be like from a million years ago. That's from Wait, 2011. Wait, no, that's a real thing. Okay, Charmin tagline? Yeah. Oh, look, I've got a, li a slogan list. Somebody has compiled this over the years? Unbelievable. Okay, so wait. Well, here's from this, from this NPR article from 2011. <laughs> 
Quote, please don't squeeze the Charmin are words that help propel the Procter & Gamble toilet paper brand to the top of the heat and heap in 1969. <laughs> what were people doing in 1969? Unbelievable. Okay, so here's 1960, don't squeeze the Charmin. Yeah. The 1980s, they decided to s- switch it up with, once it's gotcha, it's gotcha. What does that even mean? What does that mean? 1993, they went for a long time. Yeah. Ch-ch-choose Charmin. It's terrible. Boo. Uh, the 1997, best for bear bottoms. So that must oh, be when, when they, they have the bears. Introduce the bears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then they, in 2004, went for less is more. That makes sense because they're like, ours toilet paper is thicker. So you yeah. have to use less. And then in 2006, they upped the ante with less is even more. So they're talking about how much nicer their toilet paper is getting. Uh, then in 2007, look for it in the red blue package. Dumb. Were they like, they were worried about people not being able to identify Which their one toilet is paper. It? And now, currently, from 2010 to present, enjoy the go. Which is gross. That's <laughs> gross and bad. No. Your butt will thank you, I think, is a much better a slogan. Much better. Much better slogan. Charmin, call us and then pay us for the slogan. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. All right, everybody. It's AMA time here on GLHF. Another Woo. set of letters, FYI. Um, <laughs> I-K-Y-K. Will this be T-M-I? T-T-Y-L. I-C-Y. I-C-B-M. I-C-Y-D-K. There we go. I got it. <laughs> oh, boy. We've asked for questions from everybody on Twitter, Instagram, our Discord for patrons, and we came up with a lot of great responses. So thank you, everybody, who responded and sent in some questions for us. we got some good ones here. Yeah. And we're going to start off with a banger. <laughs> Ooh. Do you feel that Wizards of the Coast is producing too many sets for the average player to keep up financially? Wow. So, great question. Great question. Yes. And this is something that a lot of people have been talking about recently, too. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of sets. Okay. I thought about this, and here's, like, my first opinion. Great. Let's go. Here's My first take on it is it used to be when there were fewer sets, it was like, oh, the average player is going to participate in every set. Correct. Every set is for every player. Yeah. Are there now too many sets for a player to be able to keep up financially? Yes. Well, yeah. Unless you are exceptionally wealthy. Mm-hmm. But... That is because I would argue that it has moved away now that there are, now there are mo- many sets which are not necessarily targeted towards every player. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter say this today, actually. I can't remember who it was, sorry. But somebody made the comparison that magic used to be like every set was for everybody. Yes. And now it's kind of like, what kind of music do you like? Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, well, I like alchemy music. Well, okay, then you can play Battle for Baldur's Gate. Alchemy, and you're the only person in yes. the room. <laughs> or or if you're like, well, I like uh, pioneer music and I guess now explorer music. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what's relevant for my life in that scenario? Yes. Like I love, um, I, I love secret layer music. Right. Exactly. Great. Great. Like, That's I for love you. New, fresh commander deck. Yeah. 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 
So, yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of stuff going on out there, and I think it can be a little confusing, for especially the players who like to be involved a lot, yes. which, to be fair, is us and some yeah. portion of our listeners, especially the people who follow Magic on Twitter, participate in Twitter, which can be an echo chamber of Magic players because we're like, we're the most invested players, and we think everything is for us, but it's, yeah. still, it's still not, no, it's probably, not. Um, unless you are fabulously wealthy or just have enough time to do all of the things all of the time, yes. which I guess some people do do um but But like recent example even i didn't get any of the pre-order stuff for um alchemy horizons battle for for baldur's Baldur's gate Gate. because i was just like i looked at it and i thought about it and i was like what i always do one or the other right i'll always usually do the play one so i can do some drafts do some seal but i looked at it and i was like I don't really like I don't need to. I have enough gems that when it comes around when the draft is out and I want to draft a couple of times, I can draft a couple of times. Great. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to do more than that. Yeah. I only bought one. I usually buy both. Yeah. Um I just bought the one with the seals and the um the mastery track. Um yeah. that's all that I'm interested in for this set. So I think, yeah, that's a great point. We're just kind of picking and choosing a little bit more now. As far as standard is concerned, we have the same amount of yeah. sets. Um, as we've always, well, we've had fewer sets, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Uh, I yeah. don't think standard is like, oh, we're going up in price. And I totally get the feeling of like maybe having like um, release FOMO, right? Like something comes out yeah. and you didn't get it. And you're That's like, true. oh no. But also I think that it's great to have more ways for people to play the way that they want to. Yeah, I agree. So. How do you, next question, how do you remain consistently amazing rays of sh- sunshine? <laughs> it's an act. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, it's everybody. Not an act. That's not true. We have but... a podcast and we we like to be a happy place for people to come yes. and listen to, and talk about magic, right? Yes. That That is a specific goal of Good Luck High Five. Yes. We want you to come here and have a good time and hang out and talk about stuff that you love. So we try to make this a happy place where you can come yeah. and be happy when you listen. I also feel like there is absolutely a, like, we both do improv. Yep. And I feel this 100% in other kinds of improv that I do. Like, especially, like, improvised Shakespeare, which which is one of my favorite kinds. It's so... I don't know how to explain it, but I step out on the stage and I can just turn it on. Oh, absolutely. There's like a switch and you flip the switch and and all of a sudden you're just like, yep, this is what I'm doing and this is how I am. Yeah, for sure. And it's very similar when we come and record. It's like, okay, I am flipping the switch on my ability to no matter what else is out in the world that's weighing on me, which it's 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 a lot lot. right now, everybody. It is it is sometimes what feels like an amount that is going to crush me. Yeah. Very yeah. honestly. Absolutely. Um, and yet when we come in here, there is still something about being here and talking about magic that allows yeah. me to find that little part of my brain that finds joy doing this. Absolutely. Um, so find that little part of your brain that <laughs> yeah. finds joy doing in whatever it. it is. Yes. And give yourself. And if you cannot find it anywhere, Go on antidepressants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It sounds facetious, but I mean it. <laughs> like, hopefully you have that thing that you can go to that allows you to flip the switch and give yourself permission to flip it, too. Yes. Like, you don't have to bear the weight of all the terrible things that are happening right now all the time. All the time. That's, one, it's, too much for too you. Too much. Two, you need to be a person living your life. And you're allowed to be a and person living your life. you're allowed to be a person living your life. Having some moments of happiness and, and joy amidst yes. this hellscape Otherwise, that we've been how are you going to keep going to do all into? the hard work, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if, we, if you want to go out and do the hard work, you also need to give yourself some time where you are doing joyful things. I always talk about finding your lane to do the best good, to do the most and the best good. You'll do it when you're the happiest doing what you are built for in 
this world, what you were meant to do, what you excel at. You know, it's always like, oh, gosh, I have to do I have to do X, Y and Z and all of these other things to make the world a better place. And it's like you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to be less helpful than the people who are experts at that. And so it's like, what are you great at? If you are somebody's like, I want to affect change. What are you great at? Affect it in the way of something you're great at. And then you won't burn out because you'll um, be doing something you like at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> we went deep on that question. Woo! Yeah. Um, next one. <laughs> what do you think angel milk tastes like? Great question. I've been clear. I think that it's a brand of vodka. Yeah. It tastes like vodka. I'm, I'm going to answer this in one word. Orchata. Wow. <laughs> Maria, I would like to continue to enjoy the experience of drinking orchata. So like, please, I'm just going to clip this out of my memory. I was thinking this I'm just going to cut it right out because I knew it was coming and I'm like, what am I going to say? And then it just came to me. Like, I didn't even have to think about it. No. It just, the truth was revealed to me, if you like, divinely. Next question. What are your favorite legendary creatures? Great question. Great question. Wow. There's so many to choose from nowadays. Yeah. My favorite favorite i'm gonna put up near the top is uh, um the squirrel lord yes because of course i just chatterfang i just love a good squirrel there's more than a oh, one legendary squirrel yes, now though right. um um i'm gonna find out how many we actually have yeah i i've always been um i've always been a big fan of the original theros gods especially thassa oh yeah you um, love thassa i love thassa thassa's definitely way up there for me um, I also really like Afara, who is god of the polis, um, the blue white. Oh, she's great. Yeah, really, really love Afara. Oh, Toski is Toski great. Is yeah, legendary. Toski is legendary. Toski, Toski's a really good one. Um, this one, what on earth is this from? Unsanctioned. I've never seen this card before. Acornelia, fashionable filcher. Wow, <laughs> great. This is a squirrel. Whenever you cast a spell with a squirrel and it's art you get an acorn counter. So, okay. Cute. Whenever a squirrel you control enters the battlefield or dies, you get acorn counter. Two and a black, pay X acorn counters. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Wow. Green, play, pay X acorn. Target creature gets plus X, plus X until end of turn. It's a three, three. Wow. That's a great, great. that's a great squirrel. Great squirrel. Excellent squirrel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love love a good legendary squirrel. Mark Rosewater knows this. Yep. <laughs> and that's what's really important because he's the man who makes the cards. <laughs> um, ooh, a great Minnesotan question. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite lake? Wow. We are the land of 10,000 lakes yes. here in Minnesota, even though it's more like 15,000. Wow. There's so many lakes. It's a lot of lakes. Yeah. I was thinking about this this past weekend because I was okay. at a lake oh, and okay. I was thinking about um, loons, which is a state bird of Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, loons, there's two loons to every lake, mated pair. And I was wondering, like, what is a loon? How does a loon choose which lake it's going to be at? You know, because there can only be two. Yeah. Do they go in and do they just like murder the other loons? Yeah. The it's a real, it's a Highlander situation. <laughs> it's a Highlander loon lake situation. Yeah. And then, um, what if there's just a large puddle? You know, at what point will the loon say, no, this isn't a lake this anymore? This isn't a lake. Yeah. Um, those are two questions I have. So if you're a birdologist, yes. let me know. Um, cause I'm curious. I saw some loons on the solstice. Oh, they're so Where great. I, when I was at one of my favorite Minnesota lakes, which is Cedar Lake. Cedar Lake. Um, just here. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
great. Like in Minneapolis, I love Cedar and I love Nokomis. I love Hiawatha. That's probably my oh, favorite yeah. Minneapolis Hiawatha's lake. Hiawatha's a good one. Yeah. Um, like Cedar has some of my favorite beaches. Yeah. Really like swimming at Cedar. Nokomis also has good beaches. Yeah. And I like to walk or rollerblade around it. Yeah. Great lake. Great lake. Um, good stuff. Been to Lake Itasca. Also very nice lake. Speaking Headwaters of great lakes, Mississippi. Lake Superior. I mean, like, Ooh, Lake Superior is a top lake. Top lake. And uh, follow Lake Superior on Twitter, at Lake Superior, if you want a sassy Delightful. lake who is very just sassy. taking terrible takes down left and right. It's just great. Um, I also really <laughs> like Lake Michigan. I've been oh, swimming in Lake yeah. Michigan. Lake Michigan's excellent. Really nice. Great swimming. Great beaches in Lake Michigan too. Yes, exactly. Schoolhouse Beach. I was there like, last year. Turns out that we're a big fan of lots of lakes. Yeah, we could go on. Gosh, I never thought myself as a You don't think of yourself as like a person who has a lot of favorite lakes until, until someone's like, someone asks you. What's your favorite lake? <laughs> Wow. And those are only my favorite Minnesota lakes. I have other favorite lakes. Did you know that there is a lake in, that was a puddle in a Taco Bell parking lot and it got tagged on Google Maps as like Lake Taco Bell or something? I'm saying it wrong, Great. I know. But Perfect. anyway, that existed for a while. Congratulations to Lake Taco Bell. <laughs> it was in Minnesota. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Question. What's something that surprised you about the magic industry once you got, quote, big, unquote? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Did we ever get big? I don't know, man. I guess so. I mean, relative to what we were. Yeah, relative sure. to what we were. Relative to what exists. Um, I have an answer for this. Yeah, go for it. Um, so, yeah, we started doing working with Wizards uh, coverage teams. Gosh, how long has that been oh, now? One billion years. One billion years. Um, what surprised me was how small of a company Wizards of the Coast is. Yes. I mean... A lot of people make the joke when they're like, why is this thing wrong on Arena or X, Y, or Z, something wrong happened. They'll say, oh, small indie game company yes. or whatever. But, and but, the, but they're making <laughs> in, incredible amounts of money. Yes, like absolutely absurd amounts of money. They're not small. But they are yes. small relative to other game companies that do similar things. Yeah. Like Blizzard or whatever. They feel very small. Yes. Like, that's how, that's what was surprising to me. How small was the coast felt? Like we know a lot of people who work there. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a, it felt like a small company, and it yeah. was for a long time before it just a kind of popularity exploded, expanded, got bought by Hasbro, all these yeah. other things. But it remains kind of a like how many people are in R and D? You know, I like no twenty. I mean, that might it's be more wrong, than that. but I mean, it feels pretty small. It's not, yeah, but it's not like what you're thinking of like a <laughs> hundred. No, it's not. Yeah. That's um, wild. Anyway, that was my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, gosh, I still can't like quite, I can't quite think of anything because I feel like all of it, I just, I didn't really have any ex expectations, expectations going yeah. in. Exactly. It was just kind of like, well, this whatever happens happens yes um i would say maybe sometimes how interconnected everything is like you'll meet someone like like the ease with which we eventually met mark rosewater yeah exactly and it was just like what? oh he's, he's just a, he's dude. Just a okay, dude here's the most surprising thing i ever learned <laughs> mark rosewater is just some dude he's well, the, lo the loudest dude we've ever met the, the loudest person it is also unbelievable how actually loud he is extremely is loud extre he's extremely loud and also like obviously one of the, the most like talented people in yeah. the area of game design 
Um, in that in that way, he is not a normal person. Yeah. He certainly has exceptional talent. Yeah. But also, he's just a he's guy. He's just a guy. Yeah. I, okay, hold <laughs> on. Mark Rosewater is human. Like, have you ever met a famous person and you're like, oh, they're just a guy? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I've told this story on the podcast before of the first time I met Marshall. Uh-huh. We gave him a present. Like, we gave him a present from, on behalf of our podcast. Uh-huh. It was a card that he had set on limited resources that he hated. And we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we signed it and gave it to him? It's the stupidest idea for a present. Anyway, we did. Yeah. And my hands were, like, sweating. <laughs> my hands were sweating as I met him. Host of limited resources, everybody. And now I'm like, Marshall's just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. Just a guy. Now an exceptionally famous watch person. Watch YouTube channel personality. Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> just some guy. So do you know what? If, if there's anything you take away from this. Famous people, everyone's just, just some, some guy. guy. So true. Uh, question. What is your favorite place to eat in Minnesota? Ooh. I know. This is very good. Do you know what? Okay. I don't know if it's my, it's not my favorite place, but... I was recently reminded of how good um, pimento is. Mm-hmm. Pimento is um, Real good. is a Jamaican kitchen, and it is so good. I, I oh ordered some during God. the pandemic. It's been too long. Yeah, I should go back. Um, every and like it's one that it's like for some reason it never jumps into my mind. Yeah, maybe because it's like a little bit off. Like it's not in kind of like the normal like r- not right in my neighborhood. Yeah, or something. But it's so good. I have a recommendation for you steak lovers out there, <laughs> if you're like me. Um, my new favorite place, one of my favorite places, Birch, closed down during the pandemic. I was very yeah. sad. Uh, but Baltimore is now where I will go for a good steak in Minneapolis. Um, it's in a parking lot <laughs> of a mall. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the restaurant is in a mall parking lot, which, you know, I'm like, really? But that's where it is. Um, yeah. The steak is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you can pay more for a USDA cut, which I recommend. Um, I'm just like in for a penny, in for a pound when it comes to good steak. If you're if you're going for if a you're good going, steak, you might have as well have the best steak. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you that it's cheap because it certainly isn't. But like, if you're like going to treat yourself, treat yourself at Baltimore. I love that place. Their steaks are incredible. Wow, second to none. All right. Yeah, and I also am gonna shout out Volstads, which is a cocktail oh, yeah. lounge in Uptown, delightful, which I also love. Yeah. Um, will you be at any command fests related question? Will good luck high five be attending any magic events this year? Magic 30. Maybe we will be at magic 30. We will be at magic, magic 30. Yeah, absolutely. That question was we from Melissa Dottora. So, Oh, hi Melissa. hi, Melissa. We miss you. Um, yes, we'll be at you magic better 30. Be there. That better be why you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not there and you ask this question, I'm going to be real mad. So mad. <laughs> We would love to meet as many people as we can at Magic 30. So yeah. if you're coming out, please say hi. We'll talk about it more once we get closer to it in October. Other events, um, hopefully a DreamHack event yeah. in the fall. That I'm not sure what yeah. else, honestly. We'll kind of see. I'm very much still... Magic 30 is probably going to honestly be my first big yeah. event post, uh, po- post, post yeah. pandemic. Mid, still mid-pandemic. <laughs> um, just because... I feel yeah, I'm not I'm not ready. Yeah, it's tough. And also they're not Grand Prix don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Right? And we would go to Grand Prix all the time. Yeah, Command Fests are like the new But we're not huge commander people, so yeah. yeah. Probably not Command Fest is Although, the answer to that. If someone invents um a hundred card sleeved shuffler, <laughs> yeah. let us know. We're exceptionally <laughs> yep. more likely to play Commander. Absolutely. 
What do you prefer, Midwest summers or winters? Summers. Next question. Next question. <laughs> what draft archetype have each of you enjoyed a lot over the years? Oh man. Okay, I was I was thinking a lot recently about um, Cons of Tarkir. One of our favorite things Tons to of think Kirk about. Here. Tons of Karkir. Um, the Blue Green Secret Plans deck. Oh, that's a great Love deck. Love that deck. You just draft a bunch of morphs. Morph. Just so morphs. your answer is morphs. Morphs. I love a good morph. Yeah. Um, I really loved um, Theros mechanics around enchantments. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, the, in, that, in that vein, Bestow is included in that. Oh, but yeah. also just enchantments mattering, I think, is one of my favorite um, archetypes over the years. Oh, yeah. So Enchantment Matters would be my you answer would. to that question. And definitely I would. Uh, <laughs> heroic, I love that as well, which is oh, another Theros mechanic. If you could manifest and use any magic artifact, which would it be? <laughs> oh, man, I was, this is a great question. Great question. Great question. Also, I really love that one of the most famous ones, Black Lotus, would be like the least useful thing. Yeah, you could- like... I have a flower. Great. It's going to die in Excuse two days. Me. Yeah, exactly. The, like eventually it dies. B- bummer. Man, you could you could use a crow and horse. You could get into somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could get into somewhere. Like You don't have to manifest that. That's based on a thing that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Alhamarit's archive. I would love that. Ooh, Just a big, big library. Ar- library. That sounds great. Love it. Give me a big old library. I think that you've got to you've got to think about mind slaver in this context. Wow! Because if you could mind control anyone on the wow. planet, it would be useful. That's all I'm useful. saying. With great power comes great responsibility, of course, as we all know. Yes. But uh, I'm just saying, there's a few people that I feel like you could mind slave right now, and like it would probably it would benefit probably be humanity. Very very good. <laughs> It would probably be good for a lot of people. So I'm just saying. Do you know what, Maria? All right. I feel like, yeah, that's a very good. Just saying. That's a very good answer. Also, there are 2,500 artifacts. In magic? In magic. Wow. Right? Yeah. There's so many. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um. Question. Yes. What's the best modern deck to distract me from the rapidly accelerating descent of my country into fascist theocracy? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Valakut? <laughs> I love Lance. <laughs> I'm playing Movable Titan. I took a peek at what's on the tops in modern right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Because I was just interested. Um, so I took a I took a look. Murktide Regent deck, which is a cool like little delve. Oh. Um, spells matter. like All Kind right. of like a Phoenix-like deck. Which is really cool. Yeah, I got some Ragavans in there, of Ragavan, course. yeah, Dragon's Rage Channeler, and then a bunch of instants and sorceries. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to answer a deck like Hammer Time, um, because I just love playing... Yeah, big dumb... <laughs> big dumb... Big dumb things. Stoneforge Mystic. Maria's going to always tell you it'll be something like Boggles. Yeah, something like Boggles, which something Hammer like Time Boggles. is. Yeah. You get to play the reality chip in Hammer Time. You know, um, yeah. But once again, the answer comes back to whatever is the thing that gives you enough joy that you can turn around and you get back out there and you fight. Yep, okay, absolutely. Um, because that, at the end of the day, is the most important thing that you can do is invest in your immediate community. <sighs> mm-hmm. Because those honestly, are the people you can. Nothing impact. about corporations or contemporary politics has ever been about making your life better. So what can you do in your community to make your life and your community members' lives better? Yeah. And community can both mean 
in your immediate neighborhood. It can mean um, any network that you are a part of. We are, for instance, a part of an improv community. Yep. Very much a community. You're part of a magic community. Um, what can you do to take people who are uninvested in any of it and get them at least on your side? Mm-hmm. Take people who are on your side and get them to go to an event or also talk to other people with you. What can you do to make the people who are talking and going to events organizers or people who are helping organize? The answer for your modern question is anything that gives you the energy to do that. (laughs) Next question. Do you ever miss calling yourself Magic the Amateur? (laughs) Do you know what? No. I I occasionally slip up and call us that. Wild. You've been, it's been on an episode. Yeah. Like at the top of the episode, I'm like, it's good luck, high five or whatever. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I almost said Magic the Amateur. Wow. But no, it's, it was a bad name. It was a bad name. Um, it was a different podcast. Yeah. It was I a feel different like show. Good Luck High Five is a better show. Yeah. Um, a diff- it's a more different coherent show. show, which is sometimes <laughs> hard to believe I know, considering, but I think that it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and also no. it's impossible to spell. So yeah, exactly. It's just a bad name. Um, I started listening in the early days thanks to a recommendation from Limited Resources. Thank you, Marshall, who's just a guy. Got any shout-outs for any other magic content creators that are maybe up and coming that you particularly enjoy? Two people asked this question. Yeah. So one of my answers is they're not they're not new anymore. Yeah, no. Um, but VM the VML, I just follow everyone like associated. I follow Hayu, I follow Caroline, I follow everyone associated with the VML. Aria. Yes, just to like keep up on what's happening over there. Yeah, 100%. Because I love to, love to know, love to see what they're doing, um, find out ways to help what they're doing, follow everyone associated with the VML. Yeah, that's a great answer. Great one. Um, I love um, Alias, also not new to Magic Alias V, started a, a channel recently on YouTube, Elder Dragon Hijinks, which if you're into Commander, is a cool uh, new channel that you can check out. Puts in a lot of time and energy into editing some cool Commander games Ooh. for everybody to watch. And yeah. it's just fun, positive place to be. And so I want to give that channel a shout out. That's a great one. I also personally yes. um, love watching Foxy, who is not new, uh, but also <laughs> if you just need somebody to scream about magic for a <laughs> while while you're watching Twitch. Great. Highly recommend. Sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> uh, good question here. Say you're designing the next master's level reprint set and each of you gets to bring in one limited archetype from the past to be included. What archetypes and in what colors would you choose? Related to what I said earlier, I pick morph deck. Yeah, morph. Secret plan. Blue green secret plans morph deck, and I would uh, say what I said earlier, which is an enchantments matter yeah. sub theme. Love it. Yeah, maybe used in new and different ways. I can't do that in a master set, but um, for the future, used in new and different ways. But yeah, I love enchantments matter. Does I don't care. Put it in. Yeah, G- green white to answer your question. Uh, what card from the last couple of years that was design? What was a design win, both in terms of flavor and mechanics? Oh, interesting. This person spelled flavor with a U, so. They're British. I see you. Wink. Um, I wanted to shout out Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which I think I said a lot at the time was a tremendously flavorful set that I thought was a huge success on that level. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say like uh, just a, two cards from that set that stood out to me. They all really, truly did. But I feel like a card like Dungeon Map is such a perfect example. Okay, here it is. Three for an artifact. Tap, add colorless. Three tap, venture into the dungeon. Activate only as a sorcery. Yeah. That card is, does exactly what you think it would do. It's a, it's a map. You go into the dungeon. Um, likewise, <laughs> um, the cards that give you a choice, the choice cards. For example, you find a cursed idol. 
one and a green sorcery. Choose one. Smash it. Destroy target artifact. Lift the curse. Destroy target enchantment. Steal its eyes. Create a treasure token and venture into the dungeon. Like, nice. that card yeah. is so flavorful. If you think about Dungeons and Dragons, that's it. You're playing it on this card. Yeah. And also, it does exactly what you think you would do if you find a cursed idol. You've got three options. Like, I don't know. I think that the, these designs were brilliant. Um, and I just got to give them props. So there you go. There's my answers. Yeah. There is some stuff in Streets of New Capenna that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I really like Citizen's Crowbar is one that comes to mind. <laughs> I love the mechanic. Like, I love that it's that an artifact that you can sack to destroy an artifact or enchantment. It's a crowbar! And, exactly. Right? I love it. Um, I I just love the idea of it. Yeah. That it is a power in the people's hands. Yep. Um, and you make a little citizen to you go along with it. Um, that was that was one that really stood out to me. And then um, what is it? Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Um, was very funny to me. So there was there were a couple. Good card in, name um, too. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I think of that in terms of like flavor. Um, was very funny to me. And the crew uh, over at Magic, who's you know adding in flavor to these cards, like thumbs up. They've really been killing it the last few sets, mm-hmm. making cards flavorful. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. man, we talked about how like. Um, Xander became through the magic story. Yeah, one of our favorite characters. We love Xander. Love Xander. Um, I stand Xander. He's great. We love Xander. Big um, Xander. What stands. a great character. What is the best way to get my friends to start playing Oathbreaker? Oh man, watch our videos. Watch on our it. videos. And I know that that's like a plug for our own stuff, but very truly, Judge Rob loves Oathbreaker. He loves talking with us about Oathbreaker, yeah. and we're noobs at it. Yeah. Um. So I feel like he addresses it in a way with us that is very accessible. Um. And also, but also very fun. Yeah. It's the videos are great. Um. We've done a few segments with Rob. We've got another one that we can do coming up here if we want. Now that yeah. I think about it, because we've got some new planeswalkers out there. But here's an idea. Get your friends to play a game with you and be like, we only have, we have got 45 minutes and then we have to stop playing because we're going to go see a movie or have dinner or something. Exactly. So, like they can't play Commander. It'll also, take too long. They have, they made a set of 2022 starter decks. It's yeah. a pack of four um, that if you make a donation you to just them, get them, you just get them. If you donate $100 or more to the organization Magic Kids. Yep. Um, who developed the Oathbreaker format? You get all four decks, and you're supporting a great organization. So, and also those decks are very easy to use. They're all fun to play together in a group. Yep, we um, did it. Just you, you can grab those. Be like, you don't even have to have a deck. Here's a deck. Let's play it. It's already like done. Like Maria said, it'll yeah. be less than an hour, which is just bonkers for a multiplayer format. They also asked, what the heck is the Welsh sloth scandal? I remember when this happened, and I have zero memory of what it is. It's a long time ago. Absolutely no memory. No memory. I have no idea. I'm sorry. It's a blank. I don't know. (laughs) I wish that we could tell you, but we cannot. What improvements should be made to alchemy, and what do you think will happen to alchemy? Did you enjoy the alchemy draft format? Um, The alchemy draft was fun. Yeah, I mean, I like... like, um, I'm happy they did it to get some more cards yeah. into alchemy. It was still New Capenna. There were some problems with that yes, draft exactly. format. So it, it, didn't improve it didn't improve the fact that, that the baseline was uh, itself flawed. What should be made? What changes should be made? I think having more alchemy draft. More accessibility yes, to alchemy cards. To the cards. So that it becomes cheaper to play. Yes. Um, would be my answer to that. Um, what do I think will happen to it? Gosh, I really don't Who know. Who knows? Will it survive? I think it's still 
huge oh, like question. a year into this the biggest question of alchemy yeah i have no clue will this format make it i don't know don't know um so what will happen maybe it will just die if you have if you made me put money on it i would put i would place my bet that it will die but wow. um but not too much to the sadness i think of wizards who like they really were excited about this new format yeah so unless they'd make some radical changes in the price of acquiring this kind of stuff and yes. the events, I think that will happen. That one's probably a big part of it. So we'll find out. They need to do also, like, right, they need to do something to jumpstart people's interest in it. Yes. It was not enough to run a big tournament that had it as the top eight format. There, Like, there's just there's not enough. More. And we know, right, like, um, one of the people over at MTG Goldfish were like, just there's not enough data. And yeah. people ask for it so that there is some demand right now. But, but also there's not enough data to provide them the information that they're looking for. So I feel like that does speak to there's something going on there. What will happen? <sighs> Who knows? Don't know. Literally people told us to never talk about alchemy on the podcast ever. <laughs> we have had that direct kind of feedback. Will we still talk about it? Probably yeah. sometimes yeah. when there's something to talk about. But like are we, we gonna... talked about it today. Yes. <laughs> but in part because that impacts historic also. Yes, indeed. Anyways. Uh, final question. The gathering is the most important part of magic for me. Meeting people and developing a regular play group. What are your priorities and thoughts on how to cultivate a great local group? Um, you you have to be the person who asks people to do a thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it sucks, but because sometimes we just want to be invited to stuff and not plan it. But being the person to be like, hey, let's do this is a, such a gift to people. <laughs> it really is. What an amazing gift to be like, I will ask you to Here's come do thing. something. Exactly. Also, go to different stores in your local area. You know, oh, play yeah. it at a bunch of different places. Become a regular on draft night or whatever yeah. night that you like to play magic. And you'll eventually start meeting people that way if, for the other regulars who are in the store. And chances are they'll want to play with you. Yeah. You know, outside of the store. Most stores will have like different nights at like Monday Modern or something like that. Yeah. And like their FNM will usually be like standard or some kind of format like that. And so, yeah, there are like find find the format that you like to play and find the night that it is happening at a local store and just keep going and meeting people. Also, if you are the person organizing something and someone is a jerk, tell them to leave. Yeah, there you go. Um, it is very like when people know that they can trust you to just be like, hey, no, no crap. Um, <laughs> I put that it, sign over my bathroom to toilet. Gee, that sounds like a problem <laughs> for a bathroom, Maria. Um, yeah, the, like that's right. That's that's a good thing. I'm much more likely to go to some a gathering where I know that someone has been like, hey, I kicked this someone is, out because is, they were being a, a jerk, nice, and it's nice like great place to be. Okay. Um, finally, if if you live in a more um, metropolitan area, there are chances that there will be other groups that you can find that talk about the stuff you're interested in. Magic, for example, there is a Minneapolis Competitive Limited um, group on Facebook. Yeah, um, and uh, probably other places now, like Facebook Discord groups or whatever. They're not just for your crazy aunt. <laughs> So, like, you can search for that kind of yeah. stuff. And if it doesn't exist, why not create it? Yeah. Be like, hey, I love Competitive Limited, and I live in Denver. Can we make a group where we just talk about this? Maybe yes. we get together, and we're like, oh, they, we've got an RCQ coming up. Let's practice together or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look at you, already using shorthand for the new system. I know. It just happened this past weekend. Amazing. A lot of people qualified. Congratulations. So congrats to the people who did and yeah. played. Um, but yeah, we're the new system's slowly rolling out, everybody. Yeah, it is. New magic landscape on the horizon and also here right now. <laughs>
here, but also there. Well, everybody, that is this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. However you, you listen, however you watch. I've got yep. hair in my mouth. <laughs> and just to give you a heads up, we have some cool episodes coming up. Um, we're we're putting together a couple because we're both doing some travel for this summer. I can't get it out. I got it. Okay. I'm really glad. Update. I was trying to give you some cup. Thank you. Megan almost destroyed the set in I one almost foul one foul glance. One foul glance, yeah. <laughs> All right. I was what trying to give you some cover. I don't even remember. We've got fun episodes. Oh, we've got coming some up. fun episodes coming up. We're both traveling for the summer. Yep. So we've put together a couple of topics that we're like super excited to talk about. Yeah. Um, and along with some like some additional segments, some like extras segments yeah. that are You're gonna like them. They're very, very silly. <laughs> um, just to give you a preview, one of them is called Oops, They're Hot. <laughs> so get ready for that. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Become a patron if you love our show. We would love to have you in our Discord. Yes. And the, all the other benefits if you uh, pledge at higher levels. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. We would love to uh, give you a shout out on the next show and have you a part of our pa- our family. Uh, thank you to Ultra Pro. Thank you to Card Kingdom for being our sponsors. And thanks for hanging out in your yeah. sweaty pool instead of watching Judy Justice and listening <laughs> to our mouths. No, no matter how bad your Amazon <laughs> Fire wants you to watch Judy Justice, you haven't yet. And that means something to us. <laughs> <laughs>